Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast with me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League Ton, Andy Harrison, the loyal one, Joss Elliott, for your latest dose all things Shropshire Cricket. And welcome back to episode 48 of the Cow Corner podcast Shropshire Cricket Show. I'm James Hurl and once again I'm joined by the original duo, the main men, the ones you come to listen for guys. We're back and we're into the final week of the season for most of Shropshire Cricket. Some finished last week but everyone else is finishing this week and as you're listening to this it's probably Saturday morning or every or maybe it's Sunday and all this is all finished and you just wanted to listen back to see how wrong we got this all but anyway as always I am joined by the OG the man himself number two in the cow corner Sunday 11 Joss Elliott how are we Joss good seeing you mate very bitter at being number two to be honest <laughs> but I'm okay thank you James <laughs> Yes, um, heading into the final week of the season and uh, someone who has missed the Shropshire League so much, he decided just to give it one last dance and he's playing tomorrow. It's none other than the man with the most infamous Birmingham League ton, Andy Harrison. Andy, how are we, mate? Yeah, very good, mate. I love how you give it the old or with the originals, you know. It was that boring, the podcast, you had to get me on. So you had, you had, you had massive problems at the time, mate, didn't you? Um, yeah, delighted delighted to be here. You two are absolute stars and uh, and uh, definitely looking forward to playing against Frankton tomorrow and letting Allscott win the league. The build-up he gave us, I thought he was after something. It's like he wants a pint or something. Like, you've never been that nice, ever, to anyone. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Just thought I'd uh, change it up, uh, have it a bit different this episode, or, you know, build it up for everyone. You know, the final week, everyone's excited. Everyone wants to know who's going up, what's going down. Now, first of all, the great bit of news, Werfield, Bridge North, Schiffnell, all safe, all going to be playing in Birmingham League Division 2 next season, which means it's pretty clear. 
whatever happens now is all on Wellington. And it's probably, I would say, going to be two up, two down. Um, and then if Wellington go up, then it's a case of do you do three up, two down, or do you do two up, one down, or some sort of variance on that. But Andy, great news for the Shropshire clubs in uh, the Birmingham League. Yeah, absolutely delighted for him, really. Um, there is, obviously, we have rivalries with clubs, but for Shropshire cricket, I think we need to stay in the league. Unfortunately, Shrewsbury have, have been relegated, which is very sad for Shropshire cricket because Shrewsbury is such a strong side who have been up there for a very, very long time. But they will bounce back. I know a lot of the lads and they will be disappointed, but they're a real strong club uh, and they will bounce back. But when it comes to the likes of Werfield, who at one point we did look at and go, wow, this could be an issue. They've stayed up. They had a great win last game of the season. I think they were chasing 280 against Tamworth uh, and knocked yeah. it off. Um, just congratulations. And just good to see Shops Clubs staying in the Birmingham League where, you know, we all fight to get. Yeah. And going back to it as well, playing in the Birmingham League is not only good for Shropshire clubs, but it's also good for the Shropshire-based players to be exposed to that level of talent. And especially, you look at Birmingham League Division 2 as well, and it's a nice gap between that and that Premier Division 1 where you have got county players, ex-county players. You've still got, obviously got some in Division 2, you know, Ollie Wares for Himley and um, Wright and all, uh, you know, Mitch Stanley turning out for Schiffnall. You've got Theo Wiley, who's going to be a future star, you know. Um, you've got Watt, who's playing as well. You know, it's it's great exposure for Shropshire cricketers as well. And it gives them something that you probably wouldn't get if you were just playing Shropshire Prem alone. Yeah, you missed a few there. Shane Dowrich plays for Levington <laughs> in Division 2. Well, so. oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't reel yeah, everyone off. You know. West Indian wiki, you know. um, But no, honestly, it's such a great standard of cricket. Uh, played it for a few years. Um, it, honestly, um, I can't tell you how, how big the, the difference is from playing in the Shropshire League to playing in the Birmingham League. And over the years, growing up as a young lad, uh, looking at cricket clubs, Shrewsbury have always been the sort of club that I've looked at and thought, wow, they're, they're, they're massive. And then you've got the likes of Schiffnall, uh, Bridge North, and, and really, it used to be Wellington. Um, so, sort of like seeing Wellington in the playoffs, um, it would be lovely to see him go up, but it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a real tough, tough test for him. There's some good sides in there, which we will talk about later. So let's let's just hope. Imagine next season, Wellington, Worthfield, I was just about to say, Shrewsbury in the same league. Five out wow. of the twelve clubs in the Birmingham League save Division on, Two. Save on your fuel card. Will you? <laughs> will Parton's being there again, messaging me, being like, "Well, you know what, mate? Half of these games, two turns. It'll be a dream of a season. It'll be like COVID all over again." But um, Joss, it's it's from a Shropshire basis. It's just it's quite nice just to have that comfort in knowing that you know, we aren't going to be impacted by the Birmingham League in, in such a way by teams coming down. Absolutely, yeah. And um, yeah, congratulations to all the, the uh, Shropshire clubs in the Birmingham League at staying up. That's great. And best of luck to Wellington over the next eight, nine days when they have their massive games, massive games for them. And I really hope they can um, they can come through and get up to the Birmingham League. That'd be great. I'm sure we're going to talk about the playoffs in a bit. Uh, and then there also might be some repercussions on Wellington further down the leagues, which we might talk about as well in a bit. So yes, they, they may have some some um, impact on promotion relegation in more ways than one. Yeah, so tonight is going to be, well, we are recording 
Friday night, so I'm going to pull an all-nighter tonight to get this out for you all on Saturday morning. Um, so hopefully you are enjoying this as you're on your way to the game, or maybe even watching the game, or maybe you've just got out for a duck, don't worry. Someone else out there in the world has probably, and it's probably me as well. Yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so but hopefully you enjoy this, guys. And yeah, the next one after this is the uh, end-of-season special, uh, where we will get together and we will fully review all of the divisions so the prem tonight is pretty much we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit of a review on the last couple of weeks of what's gone on since we last spoke and uh, a bit of a preview towards the Birmingham League show and then we will go through what the stipulations are and what the chances are you know who can go up where everyone can finish and looking at these final games of the season um, and then yeah we will get into everything else about reviewing the leagues and how we think teams have done in the, our end of season do um but yeah buckle up guys let's get started and we'll start with our first division and the premier division okay so we start with the premier division and your champions for 2023 if you didn't already listen to the start of it (laughs) if you haven't already listened to the start of the podcast is wellington cricket club they finished on 366 points wellington having led the premier division since week five and having been in the top three the whole way from the very beginning and been in the top two since week Two in second place on 327 points are Wem. In third place are Whitchurch with 311. In fourth with 284 are Quat. Fifth are Street. Sixth, Sentinel. Seventh, Ludlow. A point behind Sentinel. Um, two points behind them were Shelton in eighth. Seven points behind them in ninth were Shrewsbury second eleven. Then down at the bottom, so there was pretty much that. Well, there was thirty nine points between St George's, who avoided the drop in the final game of the season. What what an end to the season that is, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And um, in eleventh place, five points behind them are Maidley, and then at the bottom on seventy-six points way back, nearly nearly a hundred points behind um, are Newport. So, guys, we've already given Wellington a bit of airtime, but what an end to the season! Who would have thought that St George's would pull it off against? Third place, Whitchurch, a Whitchurch side who have been in great form and hadn't lost since, uh, well, (laughs) their only loss had been against Wellington since week nine. So unbelievable to pull that out of the bag, especially when, you know, they they hadn't been in the best of form. Picked up a win against Newport, who were also down the bottom, but their only other win was Shelton week nine. But wow, (sighs) wow. This season just keeps on pulling in surprises. And uh, Jossa, what are your thoughts? Yeah, fair play to St. George's. What a, what a climax to the season. Fair play to them. Um, they'll obviously enjoy their survival. Um, interesting to see the, the top three teams all lost on the last game of the season as well. Wellington lost to Quart, Wem to Sentinel and Whitchurch to St. George's. So it's, yeah, it's been um, been quite a battle. Um, and obviously that um, St. George's victory is left mainly in second to bottom. So they'll be they'll probably be cheering on Wellington this weekend and next weekend to <laughs> yes. hopefully get up there and uh, it might have an impact on their on their stay in the in the premiership. You never know. But yeah. 
been a, been a great division to follow all year. Yeah, Andy, the Prem, wow. And Wellington, as Joss mentioned, so close to pulling off the invincible season, nearly going undefeated, but losing to Quat on the final day. I was actually playing on the pitch on the other side and it were, it looked a cracking game, but um, there was a lot of pageantry. There was, you know, the... As they went out to field, Quart had the guard of honour, you know, Wellington had lots of fans out enjoying the day. So it's, you, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't begrudge them for taking their eye off the ball a little bit in the final game, especially given that this weekend they've got that national plate T20 final and they're in the Birmingham League playoffs. Yeah, they've got a lot on their mind. Um, to be honest with you, um, it's, it's really tough this time of the season, especially when you're down the bottom. Uh, when you've got the likes of um, St. George's and Maidley battling out um, uh, to stay up. Uh, Wellington, Wem, Whitchurch maybe took their half the ball a little bit, like you say. Um, I know for a fact that Wem, I, I did have a little cheeky look while I was on holiday sitting on my sunbed in Portugal. Um, they did take uh, the order out of the hat and they did the bowling as well. So Harry Chandler opened the bowling, which was really good to, good to see. Um, so... Last game of the season can be quite frustrating. It can be quite hard. I think you're more worried down the bottom if the results are already in and Wellington have won the league. You know, you can, you're right. You take the your eye off the league and you just play, um, which could be quite frustrating for Maidley because I bet they're very frustrated down there uh, and a bit gutted. But they will be sitting on Saturday and then a week on Saturday and Sunday hoping that Wellington can can do the business. So... It's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, and um, you, well, you look at it, and it's you, you're not you're not quite sure what might happen. As we said, Maidley may be looking, at hopefully, that if if Wellington win, that maybe the league only relegate one from the Prem and promote two from Division One. But you look at Division One, and you've got three sides who are looking like they're quite clear at the top, and could be hard for them not to promote three from there and um yeah it's just been such a such a great season and especially at this at this top end as well and yeah it'd be interesting to see um Newport obviously have had a had a shocking season it'd be interesting to see if they get double relegated because they they're quite quite a long way adrift and I have seen other teams double relegated haven't been that far adrift so we'll see what happens big club though aren't they just Andy. Yeah, um, it's a very good point. Um, I don't want to slag the committee off too much here. <laughs> but I, I, I no, I, I do think... Andy Harrison's words before he came on this podcast was, I've had a few beers, I'm going to slag everyone off. <laughs> which would be That's... music to the ears of the Warfield faithful who messaged us, priests, who messaged us halfway through the season and said, we, what, what happened to the days when you all used to get steaming and just... <laughs> and just <laughs> rant about everyone um, at the end of the day um, I don't think I think Newport are, uh, I think as you say a big club I don't think they deserve that I think they got they should be given a chance to rebuild double relegation doesn't sit right with me um, I don't believe in that um, but I, I have said a few times I think the, the league tables will when they restructured I said they will soon get uh every club in the right league where they belong. So hopefully it will work out like that. But 
if there's three teams promoted, I've, I've got to be honest, looking at Division 1, I can't see a team that doesn't deserve to be up there. I think Newtown have had a really good season. Uh, Allsker, obviously, will be fighting to the last game. I'm actually going to be featuring one of the games against Frankton. And, you know, this is a lot to play for in Division 1. It's going to be really exciting this weekend. I'm absolutely buzzing about it. Yeah, just before we get on to Division 1, though, um, obviously, we're only having a bit of a laugh about the double relegations. Obviously, it is a bit of uh, um, a... Joss isn't sorry. They're all cunts. <laughs> I'm still chuckling at Andy saying, I feature in one of the games. I feature. <laughs> oh my God, Mr. Ben Lee Tun's playing. He's oh, amazing. Oh, He's if you want to, if you want to come on down, if you want to come on down, uh, Andy it'd be, Harrison. It'd, it'd be nice to see you feature, mate, but you break a finger every fucking year. So you're not even playing, are you? Thumb this year. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so one of the things that's happened, um, well, just finishing off on the double relegation, I agree. I don't think every, every club, in Shropshire and in the everywhere can always have one bad season and where everything falls apart and you know it's just a case of I think you know just relegate down the one league and give them the chance and if they're not good enough for that league then they'll get relegated that year and it's the natural flow of things just kind of like the double promotions as well you I think some sides need that don't get me wrong I think they, they were good decisions and stuff like that and they proved well but I just think just generally it's just it just helps the flow of things doesn't it really but um, yeah looking at the top end and there was a bit of controversy over on Twitter this week from the Shropshire unplayed cricketer who was um, yeah he's been stirring up uh, uh, quite a little bit of shit all over uh, socials recently when he was talking about Wellington's uh, a Wellington player potentially not being registered correctly, but it has been sorted out by the league and the league have confirmed and Wellington have also confirmed that everything is all good and the player is good to go. Have the league actually confirmed that? Is that a done 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 thing? I've seen I've seen that Wellington have confirmed it. Um <laughs> I'm one of them that I really love Shropshire cricket and that's why I come on this podcast for you boys. I absolutely love it, love talking about it. If we'd have had two seasons in a row where Ludlow, unfortunately, who didn't follow the rules last year, weren't permitted to play in the playoffs, and then Wellington had the same issue this year when they played a player that shouldn't be playing, what the hell does Shropshire League look like? It it would not look good, would it? You say all this smiling, but you're not the one who's going to get all the emails and the messages when all these clubs get pissed off with what you say. Anyway, Joss. <laughs> no, I mean, Mr. Professional, anti-professional cricket, whatever his name is, obviously has... No, no, I know where he's from, but I think his club's got other more important things going on. Who is he? He's, uh, he's from Lanny, isn't he? They've, they've got other things going on with the league that they should perhaps concentrate on. But yeah, um, anyway, so what we'll get on to is, yeah, so that's how the league is finished. And we will talk about the division in more, in greater detail, in more depth as we go on to our season preview. But what I do want to talk about is we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Birmingham League playoffs. So Wellington have got into the Birmingham League playoffs. And in that, they will be facing Old Hill, who are your Worcester champions. They finished on 323 points, uh, beating out Stourport on seven and Stourbridge, who finished 25-odd points behind them and 30 for Stourbridge. 
And they will also be facing Alton and West Warwickshire Cricket Club, who are your Warwickshire champions. And finally, they will be facing the South Staffs champions and also National Village Cup champions, Milford Hall. So Milford Hall, not only did they win their own league in dramatic fashion, may I add, on the final game of the season, but they did also go to Lords, where they won the National Village Championship against Leeds and Bromfield. And um, yeah, so Milford Hall going into the final game were 11 points behind Beacon of Staffordshire and uh, they overcame it and they won the title. And uh, yeah, they, they've got big game pedigree and Andy that there's some great sides in this Birmingham League playoff. And, you know, you look at it and you've got between them, well, between Old Hill and Wellington, you've got two sides who've got six, Birmingham League Prem, like the top of Birmingham League titles, <laughs> which, you know, there's only a handful of clubs who have actually won the Birmingham League who are not in the Birmingham League now, which is Warsaw, Mitchells and Butlers, Aston Unity, Dudley, Hansworth Wood, Old Hill, Stourbridge, Warwickshire, Wellington, Cannock and Stratford-upon-Avon. That's, uh, they're going to probably... Your favourites going into that maybe Old Hill. You know, they got to the playoffs last season, didn't quite get over the line. Maybe that experience will pay them well. And Milford Hall looked like they're a side who are on the crest of a wave. And then the Warwickshire League's always going to be a tough league to get out of. So anyone who gets out of that, you've got to give favourites. But then also, on the other hand, our champions, Wellington, nearly gone unbeaten in all competitions, Andy. Yeah, well... I played against Milford Hall before. Um, very impressive side. I I don't know if they're the same team I played against about four or five years ago. Um, but they were a good side. They were a Birmingham League club with a lot of potential. Um, I, I think they were the, the higher end of the table. So and very impressive. So I would have thought they'll be they'll be fighting very strongly to get in the league. Old Hiller, a club that just I think is a youngster growing up really. Um, not knowing a lot about Birmingham League cricket. They're a club everyone knows, Old Hill. They're, they've been around for a long time. Um, a friend of mine, actually, I think his dad used to be the chairman of the club um, going back a few years. Um, and I spoke to him about it, and I think they'd, they'd love to go back up. They, they Didn't they lose out last year, did you say? Old Hill, yeah. They yeah, came lost third. They, they just came think, third as well. They lost on the run wicket differential by like... And my, my yeah. new to I think I think going back in there again. I think using that experience. I think this year I would have thought they'll be they'll be pushing for it. I've, I don't know a lot about uh, Alton and West Warwickshire. Got to be honest. One fact I can tell you is they've got Bilal Arshad who plays for the Cow Corner Sunday Eleven, who turns out for them. So uh, I will I will have uh, I'll be looking out to see how well he does. Hopefully, best than he did um, when we played at uh, Bowbottom. How many balls? <laughs> how many balls he faced for Cow Corner? Well, he yeah, so basically Bilal is an opening bowler and he came to the game and he was like, look, Hurley, I can't I can't bowl uh, today because I've got a bit of a shoulder injury. So I said, all right, I said, don't worry, it's okay, mate, but can you bat? He goes, yeah, I can bat, don't worry, kind of thing. So I was like, right, mate, happy to open. He's like, yeah, not a problem. So anyway, we lose the toss, uh, shock, and we go out to field. Uh, he drops Jaden Levitt on, on a duck. <laughs> Jaden Levitt, by the way. He's an absolute player. Bromsgrove. Top one scorer in the Premier League. Yeah, I've got to be one of the best batsmen I've ever bowled at. 
he's fantastic. Great cricket. <laughs> Drops him, uh, which would have which would have got Connor Starling, young Connor Starling, the scalp of Jaden Levitt for like a duck. Drops him anyway. Carries on. Does all right in the field. Then goes out to bat, walks down the track, tries to smack the bowler over his head, first ball, miscues it, goes straight to cover, the bloke catches it, gets golden duck. So he's not only dropped the lad on a duck, but he's also then got a first ball. Oh, it was a terrible one. So I'm hoping he's been injured quite a bit so he's just come back from injury but hopefully next season we'll get him a bit of a game and hopefully he can uh, he can play a bit and if even if he does keep churning out performances like that it's not too bad because it means that there's always someone who's probably done as bad as me so 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 what what cap is he so you got yourself on one you got joss on two is he fucking zero or what <laughs> joss i was gonna say when, when you're going through his game it sounds like you're describing every saturday that you go through <laughs> Dropped a dolly, got a golden. <laughs> can't, can't bowl, can't bowl, can't bowl. <laughs> but yeah, um, looking at those, so looking how it is. So because Wellington have got their plate T20 national final on Sunday, the Birmingham League very kindly switched it around so that they are all playing the following Sunday and thankfully Milford Hall said that they didn't have any problems with it being rearranged so that's very good of them in that regard so how it is working so normally the system would be home and away fixtures on the first weekend and then the final weekend being the neutral game whereas this time it's um, the first game is Milford Hall at home against Alton and West Warwickshire and Wellington travel to Old Hill. That's the first game. 11 a.m. start. Then we go to next weekend, where on the Saturday, we've got the neutral venues, where Wellington will be playing Alton and West Warwickshire at West Bromwich. And Old Hill will be playing Milford Hall at Moseley. So for all of you who haven't got your geography as well as I do... <laughs> oh, that's a laugh, isn't it? Was it? that yeah. new town in <laughs> <laughs> It's only around the corner, it's a local derby. Um, but yeah, West Brom, probably one of the closest Birmingham League sides that obviously isn't any of the Shropshire ones. So it's pretty much just straight onto the motorway and it's one of the first junctions off. So only about an hour or so. So if anyone wants to get down and support Wellington and watch uh, one of the playoffs, get on down there. And then the day after the Sunday, the 24th, Wellington finish at home against Milford Hall and uh, Alton West Warwickshire at home to Old Hill. So guys, what do you think about that draw? Joss, Wellington finishing at home. Um, I was going to say, well, basically, fair play to everyone that's accommodated the the switch around because of because of Wellington's other commitments. Um, I think that's great and good for the spirit of the game. And and Wellington have got such a so many big games in two weekends. You know, four of their biggest games. You know, the three playoff games on the on the T Twenty final. And best luck to them. But like looking at the the pedigree of the teams they're up against. I wish them well. I hear that Dan Lloyd may not be available as well for a couple of them, maybe. Yeah, I was about to say, especially with these playoffs as well, I think a lot of the time, because it's so many games in so little time, it is it is kind of a bit about who you can get to turn out, isn't it, a bit more? Yeah, obviously I've heard a little rumour that, that Dan Lloyd might not make the second weekend. I don't know if he's playing in the, in the national final, but... Like looking at the fixtures, you're going to have to have a run of games where you've got your first 11 out every week. 
you can't you can't be relying on your squad. I think you need to have your your, your best side. But looking at it, Wellington playing at home last game, wouldn't it be amazing if they were in a position where they win and, and they go up? It'd be incredible. And I think looking at it, going to West Brom, Dartmouth, great place to play cricket. I think me, Joss and Hurl, I, I think we're going to go and watch the game, are we? We're going to go watch the game? A little road trip for the boys, eh? Yeah, quite nice, yeah. I just hope, I hope that Wellington can do it. I really do. I know, obviously, it will affect the league and teams up and down, but let's have another Shops Club in there. It'd be amazing. It'd be great for Shops Cricket. Joss? No, I absolutely agree with everything Andy said then. Yeah, best luck to Wellington. I really hope they have a, a great couple of weekends. And if you think of it this way, probably going to Old Hill, as we're saying, probably one of the sides who you would expect to be up there. If they can get a result in that away game, neutral venue so it's honors even against probably i guess you'd probably say the weaker of the sides because we don't really know too much about them they've lost a few games in their league um and given the pedigree of what milford hall have done this season and old hill as a general club you'd probably say that and at the neutral venue and then the, finishing off that home game you're probably looking at the draw and you're probably going i take that mm. i i completely agree i think um the biggest thing with these playoffs is no one knows anyone. Yeah, nobody knows the teams they're playing against. There might be a few county cricketers. You like the likes of Dan Lloyd plays for Shropshire, and there might be lads to play for Milford Hall, Old Hill, and uh, who's the other team? Alton and Alton and West Warwickshire. Alton and West they they might have players that play county cricket, and they might have played against each other before. But I I would say for Wellington, I I, I bet they haven't played these teams for years. And turning up against these boys, you just don't know what's going to happen. And I'm a massive believer that your form comes into this. And I, I, Wellington losing their last game of the season, you can make like you could look at it and go, "Oh yeah, but they'd already won the league." But I just think form form guide is massive. So looking at some of the other clubs, they're in competitive leagues, and I have I have had a little look. And they've lost a few games. So hopefully Wellington can go into this and go, we've only lost one game. If they win the national final, they they could plough through this. It can happen. It can happen. And I hope it does, obviously. But it's all to do with on on the day, you're playing against a team you don't play against. It, 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 I think that's what the best thing about this playoffs is. You're playing against teams you don't know. They're, they're unknown. And it, it's I just, I love it. The buzz yeah. of it. The buzz of it. Sounds like I just oh, want to no, play it's, it's in it. Great, I want to play in it. I want great. to be there. The, these, like you mentioned, like these, are, they're four big games coming up, but yeah. they're games you want to play in, you know, as a cricket. And you look at all, all of these four sides have played in the Birmingham League before. All, well, three of them, Old Hill, Milford Hall and Wellington were all kicked out of the league in 2018 when the restructure happened. And Alton and West Warwickshire haven't been in the league since 2010. Mm. Uh, former Famous former players, Old Hill, Kadir Ali and Jack Shantry. Yeah. And um, obviously Chris Rogers for Wellington. Alton and West Warwickshire had the Brooks brothers. Wait, wait, wait. Chris Rogers? Play for Australia, mate. Yeah. You said it like he was nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You give it... No, I said it. I said it. Well, I said it. Chris Rogers. Chris Rogers. Well, I said it because I think Australia. Well, that's because everyone knows. I thought, but anyway, no, no, not everyone knows he played for bloody Wellington, mate. Oh well, it? well there you go. If you didn't know, if you didn't welcome, know. welcome to that uh, wonderful information. But anyway, 
on that massive bombshell good luck to wellington not only for the t20 finals but also for the playoffs and hopefully we'll get down there and hopefully won't the next time that we record we'll be recording about a successful end of season for wellington and a promotion come on the boys and um let's move ourselves on to division one ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yep. So... We move ourselves on to Division 1 whilst Andy writes a very angry email to Just Eat because, get this ladies and gentlemen, so we always order ourselves some food whenever we do this podcast so we can have like a little break and also kind of soak up a bit of the alcohol and um, help us go on these marathon podcasts. And yeah, whilst we were recording, it we'd ordered KFC and Andy's ordered KFC and then all of a sudden Andy gets a message don't you Andy? Yeah, it's very frustrating seeing a sweat come down Joss's brow I've never never ever seen angry Andy's angry as I'm not that angry mate you're bloody angry you're hangry just had a bloody you, game of cricket tonight a little talk game I don't game. care mate I'm, I'm quite scared you look some, so that look in your eye I want some chicken it's like you haven't eaten for 10 minutes it's oh, scary I just want some chicken mate you're wasting away mate I'm not happy, mate. I mean, you got a food problem. I'm disappointed. I've sent them a disgusting email saying they're a fucking joke. <laughs> Half an hour we waited. I was looking forward. I was fucking dribbling, to be fair. And <laughs> I was fucking dribbling. KFC coming. Gravy. Extra gravy I ordered. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Half an hour later. Glad to know those stains there uh, dribble. All over your chairs, John. <laughs> Oh, anyway, on to Division One. So in Division, <laughs> so in Division One, we've got one game left to play for everyone at the moment. The team who lead the way are Frankton. They're on three hundred six points. Them, thirteen points behind them are Old Scott Heath. Seven points behind them in third are Newtown. Then thirty eight points behind them in fourth are Bowmere Heath. In fifth are Shifnal and Chirk. They're both on the same amount of points. A point behind them in seventh are Worfield second eleven. Then nine points behind them in eighth are Lillishall. Then twenty five points behind them are Roxeter. Then four points behind them are Kund, and then 14 points behind them in 11th are Wellington, second 11, and then cut adrift at the bottom on 128 points. No chance of staying up are Bridge North, second 11. So, guys, 
will start at the bottom because three sides could still legitimately go down. Wellington's second 11 looked all but all but dead at the bottom, but wins in the last two weeks against Roxeter and against Schiffnall have brought them back into contention and means that, you know, Kund still could go down and Roxeter have still got a chance. Roxeter, they only need three points to guarantee their safety. Um, but there's still a chance. And guess what's final game of the season? It's only Kund versus Roxeter. And if Wellington are going to do it, they're going to have to pull it off big style because they're going to have to beat Old Scott Heath, who are currently second and going for the title. Joss. Yeah, what a climax of the season this is. That game, Roxeter against Kund, that, that is absolutely massive. Obviously, whoever wins is safe, depending on... But Wellington have got to... Have got to pull all the stops out to beat all Scott the way they've been playing recently. And it's just, yeah, fascinating end of the season, really. Uh, I mean, if, if you ask those teams at the start of the season, would they be happy with where they are now? Roxeter, ninth, almost certainly safe. They'd probably take that. Lillishall, fair play Lillishall, eighth. You know, they're safe. They've had a good season. But Kund, with, with the signings they made, in 10th place in it, potential relegation game on the last game of the season they I know Joe will not be happy with that Andy thoughts couldn't down at the bottom at the start of the season would we have seen that I mean I think the hardest thing is is when you're struggling it's hard to get out of that funk and they struggled last season and I think the season before to be honest I I should probably look at because I do have the information to hand yeah they finished ninth in 2021 and finished eighth last season as well and finished don't, let's not forget they finished 11th, so were technically relegated in 2019, but then got promoted back again because Knockin asked to do be relegated. So they have been struggling. And if you look at the average position in the league throughout the season, Bridge North are 11.7, so that means they've basically been bottom bottom of the table all throughout. But then Wellington and Kund are both 9.5 and 9.3, so they've basically been ninth or tenth all season both sides so yeah for the signings that they made you'd probably be i don't know would you be disappointed if you couldn't firstly can i just say the league's fantastic absolutely amazing to go into the last game not knowing who's going to win the league and not knowing the, the the bottom two is is fantastic obviously um couldn't i think they will be disappointed they've signed uh, a couple of good players. Ed Davis, unfortunately, started the season really well. He scored 100, start the season. But I think he's played five games all season, which is, is just a shame, really, because I think Joss will back me up later on and, and we'll say he's, he's a talented player. And for somebody that doesn't play cricket, who has missed so many years of cricket, to come back and score hundreds and fifties, I think just proves his, his worth. Yeah, um, not just a bat either, he can bowl. No, well. he can bowl as well. Yeah. Very good all-rounder, yeah. yeah. Um, Zimmer, obviously, he's one of my best friends. Um, we call him the freak. He genuinely is that good. I think his stats prove it. He's, he's. I don't know what he's averaging. He's averaged around the 50 mark, 690-odd runs he saw this season. Um, but unfortunately, you can't do it with, with one player. And I just don't think the rest of the team, I, I can speak from experience because I played against him the other week we gave him a bit of a battering shift no we had a, a, a pretty decent side out I wouldn't say it's our strongest second team by by a long stretch uh, and we gave him a bit of a pasting really and unfortunately it's all good having stars 
but you need to have a squad and you need to have a team good enough to do it. And I think Joe's trying to build something there, which is is great. And he's a mate of mine. And I think it's a, it, it's great for him to be back there doing it. But unfortunately, he's, he's a long way off at the moment. And I think they will be very disappointed because I think they should be at least mid-table. Especially in Division 1, Joss, don't they? That you need a full squad. Absolutely. And I do think they've, they've got a lot of, I don't know how to say this, underperforming, should we say? People, people that I rate very, very highly as cricketers that aren't really pulling their weight, shall we say. I, I don't want to be nasty because I do like them. But, you know, Jamie Brooks, very, very talented cricketer. He, he's not really got the results with bat or ball that he should do. Ryan Ashton, always rated Ryan Ashton very, very highly. He hasn't quite performed as he should have done. Gabe Williams, got a lot of talent. You know, they, they've got people there, but they're just not not quite performing as they should. And if they all fired, couldn't, couldn't it be seven places higher? You know, they'd be pushing for promotion. They'd be up there with Frankton or Scott. I, I really believe that. So just before we move on to Wellington, uh, just before we move on, I just want to, the final question I want to ask from a Kun perspective, if Kun go down, do it. Does Joe stay? Does Zimmer stay? Does Ed stay? Do, do, what, what happens to the players that are playing there? And that, I think that's one of the things when you bring in players, if you're relying on bringing in players and when it comes to a relegation, it must be a bit of a worry. Uh, one thing I'd say is when it comes to, to, to cricket is obviously playing at Kund. Um, I was there for eight years. It was a great eight years. Absolutely loved it. Really didn't want to leave. You never want to leave a club. I mean, I get a bit of stick on here for playing for a lot of clubs, but don't I, Joss? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> facts, you have played for a lot there of clubs. Facts, for a lot yeah. clubs. But at the end of the day, um, couldn't we were an up and down club. Our progression was getting promoted to the Prem. We did. Um, and we had a good few years in there. Unfortunately, we were, we were very blessed at the time. We had a young Alex Johnson, a young Joe Yap, a young Craig Heath, and everybody everybody left uh, unfortunately and it we want to progress our cricket but it's a shame we had to leave Kun to do it um, but you look at Kun now and you think you know you've got someone like Joe Yap in there and I hope the lads listen to him every week because he is a very experienced cricketer who has done I'm very sorry that is our second takeaway <laughs> option that is just coming in two seconds guys yeah. okay so takeaway collected and eaten we carry on. So, Joe, uh, so Andy, you were talking about, you're hoping the boys listen to Joey and also we were talking about what might happen if can go down, whether you think some of the players will stay or whether you think that there's a chance that they may go. Well, obviously, I hope they stay. Um, at the moment, I can't see Kun going down. Uh, it'll take a, a, a real tough end, uh, end of season. Um, for them to go down, I think looking at the fixtures, Allscott playing Wellington, it would take a, a massive result for Allscott to lose that. Knowing that Allscott need to win the league, um, if if they win, obviously I'll be playing another game where obviously Sheffield need to beat Frankton for Allscott to win the league. So it's going to be a interesting end of the season. So and and I think couldn't play in rocks to, I think they'll get enough points. That's my opinion. Yeah, it's um, it's um, good that it's all a lot to play for in the last game of the season, which is great. It's what we want with cricket, really. Yeah, all Scott. Obviously, they're not they're not going to lie down and let Wellington beat them because they can still win the league. Okay, that they've got to turn over a thirteen point difference with Frankton. But yeah, I'll, I'll be watching those those games with interest. 
tomorrow. Yeah, there's an extra bit of interest in it as well, Joss, isn't there? Because if Wellington 2s go down, Wellington 3s are in Division 2 and currently sit in ninth position. And there's no chance of them going down as it stands um, with the league being what it is. And I hear rumours that Treasel have already conceded their game to Ponsbury tomorrow. So that means that there's no chance of either side getting out of the bottom two. So they're your bottom two in Division Two. But if Wellington go down, that could push Wellington threes down, which could mean that you've got three sides going down. But also there's the rumours about Treasel, which we'll probably get onto a little bit when we get onto Division Two, but it, it it throws up some real conundrums, Joss, for what they might do and what might happen in Division One. Yeah, I have no idea what these rumours about Treasel are. So I'm intrigued to hear those in a bit, um, but um, but yeah, um, I mean, I think it's in the league's constitution or whatever that if if there are two teams of the same club in the same division, it can't happen. And they would therefore relegate Wellington thirds. I, I believe, I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that if Wellington seconds go down, then Wellington thirds will categorically be relegated, which could well save save Treasel's skin, subject to this rumour that I don't know about. <laughs> yeah, so the chat um, that I hear on the rumour mill, and again, rumour mill being the main two words there, is that... Treasel are potentially going to be merging with Wombourne um, in their, in South Staff's league, I believe, Wombourne playing. Um, and because I think Wombourne's threes or fours, I think they already, they use Treasel as a, as a second ground, basically. So I hear rumours that this might be happening. Obviously, Treasel conceding this this last week um, doesn't really do too many favours for them. They they conceded a few weeks ago as well against Chelmarsh, and it's been it's been a tough season for them. And yeah, it's been a bit of a baptism of fire for them in in Division Two this season. And um, yeah, it's. Uh, Again, we're trying to stick on Division One, really, but um, yeah, that the whole Wellington relegation could have a massive impact on the divisions below. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you're right. Stick on Division One. I was going to make some comment on Division Two, but we'll, I'll wait for that. But yeah. Okie doke. So yeah, let's talk about the top end of Division 1. So at the top end of Division 1, we've got Frankton on 306, then 13 points behind them are Allscott Heath, and then on 286, so 20 points behind them are Newtown. So there's still a chance that Newtown can, can win, but very, 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 very slim, but they will still be looking to try and beat Allscott to that second position and also with everything that's going on in the leagues get points so that they're close enough to the top two if they finish in third so that they can push a good case for three going up two coming down if Wellington go up as well it's it's going to be a great end to the season and in division one Frankton have got Schiffnell Allscott Heath as we've mentioned have got Wellington and Newtown have got Lillishall who are eighth so Frankson are playing the team who are in fifth. Allscott are playing the team who are in eleventh, who are trying to get out of a relegation battle. And Newtown have got Lillishall, who are in eighth. So on paper, Frankson have got the the toughest fixture of the of the top three. Although if Andy's playing for a shift on seconds, it must be quite weak. But um, 
No, so he went silent then, mate. What? We're on your table away from each other. All right, whatever. I'm not scared. <laughs> <laughs> He's not he's as angry anyway. Will be, so threw a ball at you, you'd miss it. Yeah, but he's eating now, so he's not quite as angry. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the, you know, these three top three, Frankton, Orscott and Newtown, have swapped, traded places at the, at the top of the league all year. It's, it's been a good division to watch. And it's a shame it's unlikely all three of them will go up because I'd love to see all three of them go up. Um, I know a lot of the Frankton boys, Tom Wilkie, Jordan Parry, good, good bunch of guys. Or Scott Heath with with the plans they've got for the future. We've had Carl on, on the on the podcast talking about their future. Very passionate. And Newtown, you know, we've had John John Anthony on on the on the pod as well talking about their hopes and aspirations. And I'd love to see all three of them go up to the Prem. To be honest. Um. So yeah, I, I'm intrigued. I, I think I think All Scott will beat Wellington. So I think that will. That will see them up, and I think Frankton will get enough points against Andy's shower of shit to um, to go up as well. So I, th- I think Newtown will miss out. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, John, but you never know. Yeah, so uh, I'd also like to add Lloyd Phillips, uh, top bloke as well from Frankton as well there, there are lots of top blokes we 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 can't we can't we can't we can't stand here all all day and reel off who are top blokes and who aren't sorry lloyd you've been on the podcast as well i do apologize come on the podcast and you get favorable reviews but yeah um it's, it's gonna be a great end and as you said joss these top three have been interchanging all season it would be great to see them move up if wellington do go up as a three because i think they three of them deserve it and uh, again all at some points in their cricketing in the last few, 10 years they've all been in the prem so they are prem standard clubs and it just shows you how good division 1 has been this season and how and how it's developing i'd also just like to say that i have been saying all along when Bowman Heath were down in ninth and 10th that they were better than that and they would rise up the league they're now fourth just like so mention that you are that and and that is why you have lasted the test of time joss why you are the og the main man the person that we wanted to start this with Pretty sure you said start of the season they'd win the league. Uh, Mind them? I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, yeah. It's fourth winning or what? As you said, win the league. Pretty sure. Uh, what in the in Division One? Yeah. Anyway, we got plenty of time to Ooh. discuss. We got plenty of time to discuss this when we do our season review. <laughs> and we'll and we'll move ourselves on to our next division and Division Two. Okay, so we move ourselves on to Division 2, and as we've mentioned, even though there's a few places that have already been decided, there's a lot of uncertainty in this division as to what might happen, which makes it all the more exciting and all the more that we can talk about. So, your champions, no one can catch them with a game to spare, well-deserved Chalmarsh Cricket Club. They are on 339 points. Then behind them in second place are Ellesmere on 307. Then eight points behind them are Forton. Then in fourth place on 274 points. So they're 
their away. They're still in contention, are Knocking and Kinnerly. In fifth place are Alberbury Cricket Club. In sixth are Beacon. In seventh are All Brighton. In eighth are Sentinel second eleven. In ninth are Wellington third eleven. In tenth are Shelton second eleven. In eleventh are Treasel and Seasden. And in twelfth place are Ponsbury. So, yeah, there's there's a lot going on in this division. You've got Ponsbury down at the bottom. You've got Treasel who might be folding. You've got Wellington, who may be pushed down because of their twos getting relegated. And then you've got three sides battling it out to finish in the top two. But also, you know, as we've mentioned, it could be three goes up from some divisions. And what are three? Chelmarsh, Ellesmere, Fortin, and potentially knocking. Joss, your thoughts on Division 2? Well, I think it's basically, it's pretty much mathematically impossible for Knockin to go up because they need, they're 25 points behind Fortin. So that that's a win with a with a official point and and Fortin getting nothing. But but I suppose, yes, it's mathematically possible. Um, and congratulations to Chelmarsh. They, they deserve to go up. And I, th- I think... I possibly owe Connor and Chalmarsh an apology. I think we went to their President's Day uh, a couple of weeks ago. Was, by the way, it was a wonderful day. Thank you for inviting us. But I think because the day before, Chalmarsh had scored a bucket load of runs and Connor had failed. <laughs> and and we, we always seem to insinuate that they're a one-man team. But they're, they're obviously not. Alex Starr has been the runs this year. Uh, Tom Hill, their, their Aussie keeper, has scored a lot of runs. Elliot Ward has been the wickets, got a seven for against us. So you're not a one-man team, Chalmarsh. You deserve to be where you are. And congratulations on winning Div 2. I hope you hope you prosper in Div 1 next year. And at the other end of the table, uh, Ponsby, woeful from them. It's very sad to see to see where they are. I suppose the, the, the only possible glimmer of light is that if Treasel... Treasland season do merge with someone else and disappear and Wellington do get relegated because the seconds come down, they might stay up. And they've got players that should be playing in Div 2 or Div 1. But unfortunately, the club seems to be struggling at the moment. Uh, they, they also seem to have a lot of prima donnas that that won't play in the ones and play in the twos. And I don't know, it's, it's not, not healthy. The words of Joss Elliott, guys. Um, yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a hard season, and I think yeah, we I think we go on every. It's a bit of cow called a bingo, isn't it? When we talk about Ponts being the side that they can get out, and it it's a shame because they are they're a side that, as we've mentioned many a time, we're top of Division One, and it just goes to show that they've got the side that could be up there. And it's just sad to see them in Division Two, and sad to see them going through what they're going through, and when, especially when you talk to some of them who were playing and listening about what's going on. You know, you want them to kind of push through and you want to see a strong Ponsby side because, I, you know, you want to be turning up and playing against, from an Albury perspective, you want to be turning up and playing Ponsbury. You know, you want to be playing these local sides and teams that you played regularly. But yeah, the table doesn't lie and it's, it's just sad, isn't it? But yeah, going into this final game, obviously, Ellesmere, Fortin... <laughs> We're looking at them fighting it out for the top two. And going into the final game of the season, Ellesmere have got Shelton, who are in 10th, and Fortin have got Sentinel's second 11, who are in 8th. Uh, Chelmarsh, who have already won, have got knock-in. Um, down at the bottom, 
Treasel have got Ponsbury. Well, no, Treasel and Ponsbury is already off, so that's done. Shelton, second 11 face. Ellesmere and Wellington, third 11 finish against Beacon Joss. So who are you picking? Who's who's going to be... If there are only two sides going up, who would be your picks to go up from Division 2? Well, I, I think, obviously, Tomashop, I think Ellesmere and Fortin will both win their final games. Nothing against Sentinel or Shelton, but I think they're too strong for them. Although, having said that, Sentinel did do the double over Albury this year. Um, they've got such a strong batting lineup. Um, but yeah, so, so I think they'll both win, which means Ellesmere will go up and Chalmers. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's hard to pick because they're two good sides. I think Fortin have have really picked up in this second half of the season and they've done well they've been on an outstanding run they haven't lost since week 12 they've well they've only lost one game in the second half of the season and um they've just got strength and depth across everything they're batting they're bowling and I think they would be a I think they would be very well set of the sides who are going up from division two to division one I think not you know i think all the sides that are up there are very good and they're there for a reason you know you've got ash you've got curtis you've got lee davis in the runs then chel marsh obviously you've got as we've mentioned starry you've got you know they've got, got 11 players yeah <laughs> and they're all very good yeah they're, they're all they're all good players but i think you know that 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 fort and 11 i think's just very very strong with the with the additions that they've had yeah i was just gonna say exactly what you just said basically Ellsmere and fortin have got good squads but a couple of standout players i mean when we played at Ellsmere a few weeks ago ash thomas had the game of his life you know he, he always bowls well anyway but he got runs curtis steady steady opener as well with the bat and fortin ollie wilson is something else he, he's a he's a very talented cricketer and he's surrounded by a very good squad so you know, I think they they can both survive in Div One, as long as as long as they keep the players. Yeah, and that I mean that pitch at Ellesmere as well is a bit of a leveler as well, isn't it? But um, I was I was talking about it with Curtis on our one of our car journeys the other day, and about winning the toss and various other things. But yeah, it's, it's going to be good to see how both sides, all three sides, go because they've definitely again, like we said, they've got each all teams in Division Two have got players who should be playing in Division One. Um, it's just about consistency and how they do. So yeah, I th- good luck to all three sides and um, hopefully you are successful. But this does bring on one of our first listener questions and our listener question comes in from Adam Goulding. And Adam Goulding asks, Hi guys, got a couple of quick questions for tonight's podcast. He says, first of all, he says, um, why does uh, the Cow Corner podcast dislike Fortin? And he says, second of all, he says, does Andy, Mr. Birmingham League Ton, fancy turning his arm over at Fortin next season? So first of all, Joss, why does the Cow Corner podcast dislike Fortin Cricket Club? Um, I'd, I'd like to see or hear Adam's evidence. I, I, I don't think I've ever expressed any dislike for Fortin at all in fact I've just sung their praises so yeah and I'm intrigued now that you say that Adam why Fortin's <laughs> policy is if you get a ton in the first why do you then get down to the seconds to score a ton <laughs> normally it works the other way around you get a ton in the seconds go up to the first but obviously works the other way around at Fortin <laughs> he's a good player he's Adam he is yeah. I'm not knocking it I'm not, I, won't knock, I don't want to be accused of not liking Fortin <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you mate I, uh, how long have we been doing this five years and sometimes some teams will come up and be like oh you're very anti-us and I'm there going like what 
I can only think of us saying nice things, but I think sometimes, I don't know, sometimes we put, I, some, 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 sometimes you say things without even thinking a lot of the time and you don't even notice you've said it that uh, some people may take a dislike to it. But I guess that's, that's the tough thing that we've got when you're uh, talking about your listenership, which you don't get with many of the podcasts where our, our listenership is also the people that we're talking about, which is a bit of a, a hard one to tread, especially when you're trying to give opinions and stuff. But yeah, like I, I think I said it on the extra show, I don't think we actually dislike any uh, cricket club in Shropshire and well, all right, you maybe do, Joss, but um, yeah, okay, stop pointing at them. Uh, you've already talked about them this evening, um, but but um, yeah, you know, even if even if we do say things about certain clubs, I think ninety percent of the time, Andy, it's mainly because they're friends with us, and um, you know, we're just having a bit of a laugh. First thing, I would never play for Fawn, <laughs> and that's a Why fact. Oh, mate, um, <laughs> it, it's not that I don't like him. It just it's not where I want. To Long way to it. travel. <clears throat> I can't remember the last time I played there for a start. Um, Adam's a, Adam's a lovely lad. Get on with him really well. Adam, if you want to change Andy's mind, you know how to change it. Um, just uh, get a big brown envelope, fill it with... <laughs> fill it, it with fill notes. It with tuna sandwiches. <laughs> fill it with tuna sandwiches and beer. <laughs> the, the, the and he's all yours. The fact is, Adam's a great lad. Um, I, li- got, like him like him a lot, but I'm, I'm sorry. Have you got room for Andy in a second? <laughs> what, what league are their twos in that's a good question they have six Do, yeah, they'll be going up yeah, 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 yeah. so me and Adam might open a bat and get tons together <laughs> let's get ton the ones first <laughs> no but thank you very much for sending the question in Adam and um, on that note I think we'll move ourselves on to our next division and division three Okay, so we move on to our final division in this podcast and division three. So leading the way as they have since week 11 are Brosley. It's been back and forth pretty much between them and Colum. Colum leading the first half of the season. Brosley then said, we'll have a go and we'll we'll lead the second half of the season. Brosley on 355 points. Seven points behind them are Colum. Then on 325 points are Quat. Um, then in fourth place on 271 are Montgomery. In fifth are Church Aston, six points behind them. Then on 209, so 56 points behind them are Ludlow, second 11. In seventh are Willie on 193. 29 points behind them in 8th are St. George's 2nd 11. 4 points behind them in ninth are Oswestry 2nd 11. 10 points behind them in 10th are Welshpool. In joint 10th with Welshpool are Wem 2nd 11. And 8 points behind them are Maidley 2nd. So, again, what a league. And you've got, going into the final game of the season, you've got five teams who potentially could be relegated if... St George's second eleven get relegated this season. They'll have seriously thrown it away, and that all of the results will have gone terribly <laughs> against them. And then at the top end of the table, you've got Column and Brosley fighting out for who finishes the season on top. And then you've got Quat second eleven who have still got an outside, very small chance of finishing in second, but they can only finish there if Column get an absolute shellacking and. Um, 
those final games of the season in Division 3. Brosley have got sixth place. Ludlow, Colum have got fourth place. Monty, Quat's second 11 have got bottom side. Maidley, down at the bottom end, Welshpool have got Wem. So that joint 10th position, what a game that's going to be. Oswestry second 11 have got Church Aston who are in fifth and St. George's as we mentioned have got Willie who are in seventh what what an end to the season just this is what you want isn't it it is absolutely and can I start by correcting you St. George's cannot go down because I think Welsh Paul and Wem playing each other means that they can't both overtake them so St. George's is safe I think thank you for doing that on the podcast before <laughs> someone messaged me on Twitter the next day and did it but yeah yeah, no that's no exactly so but yeah, yeah. But, but what a game Welsh Paul against Wem you know fantastic finale to the season level on points all to play for they if Fosbury second don't turn up then they can both stay up maybe but um, what a season and up the top there Bros in column they've been the story of the league all season they've shared the league between them they've both got similar fixtures Monty and Ludlow last two games of the season I don't think Colum are going to overturn seven points but you never know you never know it's a um, good finish at the top and bottom of the, of the table yeah, as you mentioned, Oswestry Street Twos had a very good start to the season and basically in the top five, six. And then they've just had a run of concessions, which has dropped them right in it. Um, at one point, we're in the bottom two and then results have gone their way and a, a win against bottom side madely a couple of weeks ago. It's kind of pulled them off the bottom along with everyone else, basically just consistently losing. But... Wem twos. I don't. I don't know what's. You know, you would expect Wem to be higher up, maybe. But going into that final game against Welshpool, a side of the caliber of Wem, you'd you'd hope that they'd be backing themselves, Andy. Yeah, disappointing to see uh, Wem down the bottom. Um, big club, really strong first team, but it does look like teams are struggling at, at times in the last few years. And uh, the the step up last year was. Birmingham League, wasn't it? This year is the Prem. Still a massive, massive step up, but and, uh, you know, if they get relegated to Division Division Four, oh, it's giant almost. Yeah, I know we've talked about it before, but it's. I mean, you've been at Wem obviously quite recently. Is there a lack of fluency between the second and first? Is that a problem? Do you think? Um, I'm not sure. I think availability must have been bad this year because they're, they're a really well run club. A lot of members, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of players. Um, it must just be bad availability. One thing I do know is they've got a lot of good youngsters on the way forward. And I think they're a few years away. But I do think in a few years' time, they'll, they'll be a club to look out for, without a doubt. Yeah, I've scored against or played against their thirds and they've got some some very, very yeah. good youngsters that hit the ball very, very hard. Blanking Sops, for example. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, but it's just... It's just Strange in a way that they're you know their their first team are runners up in the prem and their second team are going down or possibly going down from to div four which is a big gap. Yeah, all it's big. A, the, all. the one that the one that stands out to me though is mainly if they get for a double relegation is absolutely absolutely gutting, isn't it for a for a club that size? Is is pretty devastating, isn't it? Yeah. 
Cheers for keep reminding me about double relegations. But yes, uh, you're looking at the sides down at the bottom and they're all big clubs. Welsh pull in their own right, you know, a big, a, a, a big Welsh club. Um, and then <laughs> St. George's, Oswestry, Wem, Maidley, second 11s. And I haven't got the effects up. There you go. Andy pressing the button, but I haven't got the thing lifted, so it wasn't playing, and he was looking very confused. Um, but yeah, what an, what an end to the season, and um, everyone will be looking at play cricket to see what goes on there. And yeah, you probably say, given that Welshpool and Wem are playing each other, Oswestry are potentially safe as well, unless they get heavily beaten and Welshpool and Wem end up with a draw, maybe. But um, looking at this top end, Brosley, Column, two sides have been going at it all season. And Andy, I believe you've been, you've netted with uh, some of the Column boys over the winter, didn't you? And uh, so you might have a little bit of insight into what's been uh, going on at Column and, and what your thoughts are. Thoughts are they're a very keen club who want to do really well. And it's great to see. Um, obviously, they've had an overseas this year. I think it makes a big difference in, in cricket. We talk about it all the time and there will be clubs around the county that, that, that believe that in, in Division 3 you shouldn't have an overseas, but each for our own. It's their club and I think they've got the quality in the club to to do very well. And I think we said pre-season, I think we said that Brosley have the side to go up and Colum have the side to go, go up and it's, a, it's almost a double promotion for them because they got promoted last year, didn't they? So... I think we all said they would go up. Um, but the big adventure is next year, Division 2. And it, I've got to be honest, looking at it, it's a very strong league. Do you reckon they can do it again? I, I think Colm have gone up the last three years. Or, yeah, they have, yeah. Yeah, they have, yeah. And, and they're club on the up. And like you say, it's up to them. It depends what their ambitions are. And, and they're aimed for the sky at the moment. Good luck to them. Yeah. And okay, they've got an overseason, but they've got a lot of... Talented cricketers, they recruit well as well. They seem to attract players. So, yeah, they're, they're good luck to them. But Brosley's, well, I don't know so much about Brosley. I'm quite close to some of the column lads, but the two of them deserve to go up. I know that they're, you know, they're quite a bit clear of Quat, so definitely they're both going up, and, and deservedly so. And I'll be interested to see how they got on in, in Div 2. And I, I think they'll hold their own in Div 2 easily as well. Brosley have got, you know, James Ralph, they've got, some big names. I was just about to. I was just about to bring that up. James Ralph this season, thirty-one wickets for Brosley, and not only that, but eight hundred sixty-four runs at an average of seventy-eight point five 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 fifties, two tons in eighteen innings and seven not outs. What a player for Brosley, and what a player having in Division Three. So he should, mate. He's a he's a quality cricketer. He um, he's been around done it, played counter cricket, played it the, the highest level you can and he's a great cricketer and playing in that league still at his age, uh, you know, you could say, oh, maybe he's past it. He's not. He's a great cricketer and to play that level of cricket, I'm sure his experience rubs off, off on the other boys as well. That's why he's doing so well. Yep. And what I will say, Hill, is your average is only a decimal point off his, to be fair. <laughs> 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 it's funny because it's true. Um, <laughs> Alfie Oaks as well, 404 runs. Kelvin Rogerson, 368. Gavin Jones, 359. Nick Hudson. Um, it's just 
They've just got a very good side. Dan Hanley, 31 wickets. Gavin Jones, 26. Uh, Alfie Oaks, 17 wickets as well. You know, it's strength across the board, isn't it, Joss? Absolutely, strength and depth, yeah. And like I say, they deserve to go up, as, as do Colum, and they both will. And pushing, as we've mentioned, um, for the, th- I guess the thing that you're looking at now is if trees are going, fold- folding, Ponsbury are coming down, Wellington thirds are coming down, there's a potential of four teams going up, maybe, uh, depending on what, <laughs> on what they choose to do with, with, with the division and uh, whatever the situation. So, so Church, Aston and Monty very much both possibly got something to play for that, you know, the people from the league may go, no, Hurley, we're never going to promote for, but I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I'll be very interested to see what the league will do. I, I would not want to be on the committee of the league for many, many reasons at the moment. But yeah, I'll watch this space. Could it mean that Ponsbury is saved as well? Ponsbury, after after the season that they've had, may end up, if they only choose to promote three, Ponsbury gets saved and they stay in Division 2 next season, Joss. Pudge would be happy, wouldn't he? <laughs> yes. Anyway, Andy, any last thoughts on Division 3 before we move on? No, it's just a, a really competitive league, as they all are. And that, that battle at the top was amazing this season. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing the outcome. Great stuff. So on that note, we'll move ourselves on to our final section. Okay, so we move ourselves on to our final section and... Once again, thank you everyone for supporting us throughout the season and uh, for listening to the pods. For those of you who have rated and reviewed us positively throughout the season, again, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, very humbled. And yeah, we've really pushed it this year and we're going to be looking to try and take it to an even further level next year and more stuff planned. And yeah, we've been consistent this year and we've, <laughs> we've done lots of podcasts across all of, our, all of our platforms. And yeah, then we've got our end of season podcasts coming up after this so the next one is going to be the extra show which we're recording on monday so that'll be coming out uh wednesday or thursday next week where we, we will be reviewing everything that's happened from division four down to division eight then after that we have our shropshire or birmingham league pod season reviews as well we're going to be doing all of the end of season review pods in person so much better audio quality and hopefully much better chat because it's a lot better than when it's on Zoom, I believe. Um, feel free to shoot me down in the comments. But anyway, thank you so much, everyone. If you do have any questions or do have any ideas for segments or if you want to get involved with the podcast, like jump on board or sponsor, anything like that, these are the things that we are looking for for next year. Um, but yeah, once again, guys, uh, before we finish, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and give us a like and uh, share and keep sharing the podcast, guys, because it's the only way to grow. And hopefully, hopefully you do enjoy it. And yeah, I do apologize if anyone does get offended. But if you do get fucked anyway. <laughs> we'll finish on this is a sober hell <laughs> and Joss I think we've got a little shout out a little cow corner first well I don't want to shout out I, I had a, a day at Edgebaston with some work colleagues the other day I did say that I would mention 
good friend of mine, Joseph Sugden, who um, is a Canadian, but has been living in this country for many, many years. And thoroughly enjoyed his company, thoroughly enjoyed working with him. And that's a shout out to him. Hi, Joe. Has he had more clubs than you? No. Doesn't play right. cricket. Okay. Uh, all right. Fucking prick. Which means he's categorically scored more runs than I have this season. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and he's a nicer fucking bloke. <laughs> no, oh, you. mate, that's a given. <laughs> Anyone who's born isn't naturally a better bloke than me. But anyway, yes. <laughs> there you go, Joey Suggs. Congratulations. You are the first person to ever get a shout-out on the Cow Corner Podcast. If you would like a shout-out on the Cow Corner Podcast or have any ideas, feel free to send it in. Or any questions for us for any future podcasts, feel free to send it in to, via our DMs on any of our social media. Or send us an email to cowcornerpodcast at gmail.com or to Andy Harrison's phone number at 07936421576. And just before we go off, everyone have a great end of the season. Yes, Jossa. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, uh, before you cut me off, yeah, I, I do hope everyone has, enjoys their last, those that are playing tomorrow, have a great last game of the season, enjoy your off-season and keep enjoying the game and keep playing next year. Yeah, 100%. Best of luck to all the teams going to the last game, teams who want to stay up, teams who want to win the league um, and especially uh, to Wellington Cricket Club. Best of luck, get yourselves in the Birmingham League and then good luck to the committee picking who goes up and down. Yeah, very good luck to the committee. It's, it's going to be a tough job this off-season. Um, and yes, Cow Corner Nets coming in, coming up in the winter, so he's keep skin. an eye out. He's skint, Hurley. Yeah, I'm fucking well-skint. <laughs> so the Cow Corner Nets are coming back. Hurley needs to feed himself. Um, yeah. But yeah, Cow Corner Nets are coming back, so keep an eye out for that. But yeah, good luck to everyone this weekend and remember it's the final week of the season it's a long off season so go out there enjoy it win or lose get stuck in on the pitch and off the pitch as well and have a really great off season and yeah we'll see you for our next episode which is our end of season special so thank you very much joss cheers Harry. all the best good luck tomorrow thank you very much andy pleasure as always good luck tomorrow and good luck to you boys and everyone else out there. Uh, this has been another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye.